everybody. Welcome to episode three of Sean and Lydia Happy Hour. Hope you got a beer. Let's crack it. Crack a beer or your favorite drink or your favorite scent. Make sure you have your favorite lighted scented candle. <laughs> Whatever you need to do to set the mood, set the tone right. Cheers to you all out Cheers. there. Wherever What's your you are. favorite scented candle, Sean? What's your favorite scent? I love that moss scent. Shout out to B and Cass. That moss uh what's that called incense incense yeah <laughs> that i got uh just there for new year's eve and it just it was amazing smell mm-hmm. and then i ordered them from this really cool place out in colorado shibuyika i believe incense so we've got a great show for you this week this is going to be the third part of our first three episodes shout out to our denver fam out there for episode zero but this week we're gonna or the first episode for this three part was the unseen losses and loves that we are all experiencing during COVID. And thank you for all the great feedback we've gotten, texts, we've gotten some Snapchat messages, Instagram, etc. That's mm-hmm. so nice of you all. Yeah, I love you guys. Yeah, thank you very much. And then we had Gail on last week for our St. P's Jamboree, where she <laughs> is as a registered nurse, gave us some really great insight into COVID-19 and what she experienced firsthand from literally her day one of her job after she got her certification during the beginning of the pandemic. And now this week, we're going to talk about like how the news and all of that kind of shifted and shaped our own unique opinions and thoughts like of course we had gail and i said that multiple times last week i had gail to go to a a professional in the field but also we have the news media that has been shifting and shaping our own views so we'll we'll kick it off with that so lid i know that there was a really great new york times article that came out that really brought this this topic to light for us so right and and yeah firstly too, kind of the recap on this is what i would like people to keep in mind is it's not just related to COVID. it's just obviously we've all been going through this together this past year so that's the most obvious thing to you know poke at but this is relevant to any news story at any time and the way we consume media at any time in the year and when COVID is um, you know, on a downswing and things do improve, there's going to be a new thing that is in the media and is wrong and is grabbing your attention. So basically just caught my eye. The New York Times um, has been basically a publication that I've been following since the election, I would say, because I was really trusting their reporting on the election. I just kind of like latched onto that and stuck with it. And so I I have like their email notifications and it comes to me like the morning briefing or something like that. Like every morning, it's kind of the first thing that I see. And I, and I respect, I like what they're saying. I feel it is relatively unbiased, which is why I was going to them to begin with for the election reporting, because, um, you know, I, I don't think it comes as any surprise. We were definitely rooting for the liberal candidate. And uh, I wanted just the most honest reporting because we all know in 2016 that it was kind of confusing and some people were calling it too early for Hillary. And then we ended up having a huge disappointment, you know, a couple days later. So anyway, point being is that I I do respect them as a publication. And so I do get their notifications every morning and something kind of caught my eye. And I I felt like, as I kind of said, I felt like it really was important to talk about. And is also relevant to so many other facets of our life, like all the way down um, to just your everyday attitude about things. Right. So I'm going to do my best (laughs) to uh, recap what it was talking about. It's basically talking about negativity, uh, negativity bias in the media. And it all uh, stems back to this guy, Bruce 
Sacerdote. Sean and I looked it up several times this morning. We're like, how do we you went, pronounce this Italian name? We even <laughs> went on YouTube and, and we tried to get it, like how to pronounce yeah, this. Yeah. So like, anyway, disclaimer, I'm sorry if I'm not pronouncing it right, but he's a economics professor at Dartmouth, I believe. So real quick, the writer of this story is David Leon Hart. Just want to call that out. As a journalism major, I do yeah, know. Yeah, you're right, Sean. I was thinking about that too. When I was taking the notes for this pod, I'm like, I'm totally an amateur here. So thank you for doing that. Um, definitely want to give him a shout out because he's the one who sparked the whole interest in the subject to begin with. So anyway, Bruce, the economics professor, uh, you know, when COVID was kind of picking up in the media and so forth, after several months, he noticed that there seemed to be this negative bias towards the news that he was seeing. And then at first, you know, because our our minds can play tricks on us, he thought, well, maybe that's just me. You know, I have a negative outlook on life and <laughs> right now. And so every, you know, news story that I'm seeing seems to be negative. So he decided that he would look into it a little bit further. And through his research, he actually was able to prove that U.S. media was significantly more negative than international or regional news. And I won't Uh, I won't um, muddy the podcast with how he proved it. I couldn't explain it to you even if I wanted to, but it was through like it was through a computer program and algorithms filtering certain words for negative and positive. Right. And he actually found that 87% of COVID coverage in the United States was negative. So this is compared to international news or regional news. So if you're a Des Moines listener, that'd be like KCCI versus CNN. And just a, a note, he found this on both sides of the political spectrum. Too. So it didn't matter if it was CNN or Fox, for example. Um, he was taking all of that into account. It doesn't matter if you're liberal or conservative, you were getting 87% more negative news, or not more negative news, but 87% of the COVID coverage that you were seeing was negative, as opposed to I was seeing like 50, 60%, and some in the high range, you know, things he was comparing it to. So there is negative other negative news out there internationally and regionally, but they were significantly lower than what he was seeing on this national news spectrum. Yeah, so breaking it, good call, and breaking it down a little bit f- further into local and regional. Uh, he said 51% for local. So here, even in Des Moines, Iowa, or wherever you're from, the local newscast, as Lydia said, KCCI, WHO, whatever, that was 51. So it's still over half percent being negative coverage. And then 54 for regional. So that would be something else that would be, you know, regionally in the Midwest or whatever. Right. So what's the positive of the negative? The positive is that you're hearing that, you know, some vaccines, there are certain it's not it's not just like a shoe in you're not just 100% safe and can do whatever uh you know the positive is that you're seeing maybe where there's hot spots and that there still is a risk you know nothing is perfect you should be aware of the dangers of covid etc cetera, etc cetera. that's i guess the positive you're being warned about things on the negative however you're not seeing where things are going right what about the areas where things are going right what are they doing right that maybe we should be mimicking. And well, that is a that is a real problem with that. Let's let's dig deeper in that. That's a great po- call out and a great point. What about so like where do we all get our our news? Most of us for the last year, I know that you and I kind of specifically took a step back from Facebook, but even Twitter, all these social media outlets, that's that's international. You're following these people from all over the world, at least all over the US, right? So national news. And so my point being is you're getting all of your news from like a 
not even zero into your own community. It goes back, calls back to all these th- things we ran into for the election. Are you going to vote for what's right for your community or are you going to vote for what's right for the whole world or, you know, the whole nation? And, and it goes back to like the idea of, yeah, the, the regional news or excuse me, the local news was very much like half and half positive negative. But you're getting so many inputs is what I'm trying to say right. from social media that's like so negative. Right. And that that's and just to, you know, side note here for a moment. And that is just so true with uh, living as a modern human being um, in an industrialized nation in general is the inputs are just way too much. Like it seems sometimes like the whole world is on fire and everything is shit and nothing is good. It's because there is no human being yourself right now sitting wherever you are, standing wherever you are, doing whatever you are. There's been no other time in human history that a human being has had to take so many inputs at one time. We are so much more efficient and happy when we're living on a smaller scale. But because of the internet, like, you know, I mean, it's a blessing and a curse, right? We've all become interconnected and we can see news that's happening halfway across the world and the negative things that are happening five states over and we have to take that input as though it's happening right here right now to me but it's not you did a great job of summing up what i was trying to say so i appreciate you there lid yeah so and then let's dive a little bit farther outwards and shout out to our international listeners and friends uh i can see you when i look at our uh analytics for the podcast out in belgium love you madison and clem but internationally even here in the in the u.s we saw international news being 64 percent negative so still well above and if you think about it it that kind of like if i look at all these like these three numbers that uh, we've we saw in this news article. We, if I look at that, I'm like, okay, international being well above by you know one eighth, eight, you know, twelve percent or fourteen percent, excuse me, above that half point mark. That kind of makes sense to me because of how the whole world as a whole has been sucked into COVID. Sure, in the U.S. it's been bad, but Italy in the beginning, remember, like there's so many different countries that really were hit hard. And if you're talking or you're hearing something about international news, you're going to hear about those countries are suffering the worst. They're suffering the most, you know. Yeah, so the more that I'm thinking about this, right, then I, I like to ask why. So why do you think that we're like this? Like, why do we want, why do we want, because I guess I shouldn't jump too far. The point is, is that the news outlets, it's all a cycle, right? They're giving you what you want to see and hear because that keeps the viewership up. And I'm sure a lot of journalists would say that's not the only reason, you know, I do my job. But let's be honest, like that is a part of it. They want to keep you coming back. Um, you know, if it's television, we're talking about selling ad revenue. If you're talking if about print, any news, yeah, anything is selling ad revenue. They have to. I mean, you yeah. have to to pay the bills. Even the most honest, like, publication has to still pay the bills. As a way. journalism major, no, but like in all seriousness, I, I did like look into this and read a lot about this as I was going to school for journalism. And a lot of it is, is like the, the journalists themselves, they don't really want to do please it leads. They don't want to write about whatever's like the worst, worst, worst. But like, that is what's going to get the most clicks. And then you're in a fight. You're in a fight to get the most right, clicks. Right, to get or, the attention. Yeah, right? and Bad then, news grabs people's attention. Right. I mean, they've proven this over and over again, right? Yeah, and it's not even bad news. It's just bad headlines. And that's what the headlines, The that is also... Oh, I know. Those are the worst. Yeah. yeah. Especially now, it's been annoying me even more because we are on the upturn. Yes, of course. Look, disclaimer. It's not time to totally let your guard down. It's not time to go out there and just be For sure. just be silly with your behavior. I understand that. However, 
it is okay for people to finally start to be looking up and maybe doing a few more things than they would have done before if they're vaccinated and things like that. So it irritates me to no end to see these nasty headlines like in the mornings and like whatever. I'm like, we should be focusing on the good. Can we for just once focus on the good? So my point is like, why are we like this? (laughs) I started, I was talking to you earlier today. I was like, do you think the U.S. is like this? They like bad news so much because um, we're a country who has like absolutely everything. And even, even even in poor communities, you still have more than certain communities in other areas wait, of the wait, world. Wait, wait, wait. I'm trying to catch up to you. What do you mean exactly? Even in poorer communities even that are seeing negative? Com- even, my point is that even in poor communities in the United States, because I'm not discounting the fact that not everyone lives in this middle you know, America area like we do, I'm saying that even very poor people in poor communities still have it better than certain areas oh. in other countries. So I'm saying we're living in one of the most prosperous times. um, For our country. Yes, for our country. So do we like bad news so bad? Because we're like evolutionarily wired to look for the problem and our brains are bored? (laughs) We want to focus on the bad? Some of us, I know there's a lot of people out here in the U.S. in different parts of the U.S. that are are struggling to make ends meet, living paycheck to paycheck, struggling to even get that next meal. But... There are some other people out here that are just looking for a reason to feel like they're over encumbered. So, yeah, I mean, what's your next point there, Lid? So negativity bias is actually a psychological term. As I looked into this further, it's a real thing. Um, It means that even if all other things are equal in intensity, your mind will focus on the negative. So this is actually like a really good... I think a simple way to put this is like Yelp reviews, for example, you could have like 20 good Yelp reviews and like two scathing reviews and someone is probably going to skip your restaurant. Yeah, I mean, I come from the business of reviewing a place of business. That is what my job is. I am monitoring those reviews on Google Maps. If you use Google Google Maps to find your barber or find a restaurant if you're traveling or even just in the town you live in, I am working that for my specific company and I'm seeing like so much pure positivity like this person at this business was so nice to me they were so kind they took their time and listened to me that but i see the other end of the (laughs) spectrum where it's like the vitriol and hatred and just i will never i will never do business with you again you guys ruined my whole saturday morning (laughs) and it's just like it seeps into you but yeah you have a great point lid where it's like on Yelp or like we even do this with businesses recently we have we have a we've been searching out businesses for a problem we're having a repair problem in our home and we I was looking at reviews and it's just like these people did something and now my whole roof has been leaking and it's like <laughs> okay I guess I'm not going to use them but- and it's true we've all I think anyone can relate to that right you're just like okay well I'll just move on or whatever um, and actually, our our ability to weigh negative stimuli heavily has evolutionarily benefited us by keeping us alive. So that's why we're here in the modern world and we're uh, translating all of the stimulus, right? And we're paying special close attention to anything that's negative. It's because you're hardwired that way. We can't help it. (laughs) It's the reason why you're probably here today. You know, that's why your ancestors made it this far. is because the thing that creaked and cracked in the woods, we have to assume is a negative thing. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's a great point. I love that. (laughs) 
act two of the pod, let's get into what can we do to change our mindset? What can we do to kind of like evade those moments, those those situations where we find ourselves just getting over encumbered with that negative news media, that negative spout into our brains, right? Right, because we've established that we cannot change that this is happening. And there's been multiple events, major news stories in the world, not just covid like I was prefacing at the beginning, that these things are going to impact us our whole lives. And the internet's not going away and your phone is not going away. You're going to be constantly connected unless you actively choose not to be and you switch to a flip phone and you disconnect, which most people aren't going to do. So how can we change our own mindsets to at least begin to filter out some of this? Because don't get me wrong, it's obviously important to understand what's going on in your world and have you know some basis for reality. But you know what's also important is making sure that your everyday is enjoyable and that you can put on a smile and actually enjoy your life. And you have a right to enjoy your life. There is suffering in the world and there is negative shit going on all the time. And that's not going to stop. Look, it's not going to stop. Jack Cornfield said, tend to the garden that you can touch. And that is so important to me. <laughs> and I re- try to remind myself of that every day because we cannot change the world but you can change someone's world for example like have you been kind to the people you change my world every day <laughs> baby oh yeah yeah i mean do and mostly <laughs> mostly a good sense but keep right. going you're on a good great rant sorry to interrupt just point being is that we you as a single human being not every person is going to be uh the dalai lama okay <laughs> or the president of the united states and have a reach that's that far And you need to just be okay with that, most people, and just know that you can change some things, though. You can be kind to your neighbor. You can reach out to your friend. You can check on someone. You can wake up and just try your best, even though it's hard sometimes, just to put a smile on your face and be like, hey, I'm going to make the best out of this. But the problem is we have, like we were talking about earlier, we have just like so many inputs that are trying to like work against that all the time. Here's like, how can I be happy when people are starving in... You name Everywhere. it. Everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like when people are starving. When I people just are... read an article this week. Holy moly! This is like calls back to this exact conversation. Wow, you just made spark my brain. But you, I just read an article. Thirty million people across the world are one step, whatever that step is, but they're one moment away from starvation. Yeah, it's like okay, <laughs> okay. Like, that's, a, that's <laughs> I don't. That's very vague, but it's very true, probably. Yeah, so I mean, what can we do to make those steps? What can we do to take the initiative to look at the good in life? You've you've done a really good job. I mean, you're, you've pointed out a couple things even the last week, and one of them being is that you went out to like get our mail and our neighbor that we are is like our age and they're really cool. Uh, they've always like been kind to us, like smiling and stuff. You went out to get our, na- our mail though, and you just like waved to our neighbor who was walking their dog, and she waved back, and you came back in and was like, "Gosh, like those guys, like after COVID's over, let's invite them over to our backyard for like a beer or something, you know? Like they're so kind." And it's just those small moments that like, or even like when you're thinking of somebody. I've been trying so hard to do this for years, but especially during the pandemic, when you're thinking of someone shoot them a text, send them a great photo that you like just stumble across in your photos. If you're going through your photos or whatever, iOS has this new thing where you can add like a block of your photos that would just give you featured photos from events or times throughout the years. And I get that all the time where it's like my family and I together or my, some of my friends and I, and I'll use that as a great reminder to be like, Oh, I'm thinking of you. I know you're living in California friend, but like, 
I'm thinking of you. So taking a step back from social media is, was the thing I wanted to point out, but also like, yeah, that general like daily outreach, however it may be in person, like with the neighbor or on social media or through text. What do you have though, Lid? Yeah, I can say one thing. Firstly, that comes to mind a couple years back, I started doing this like gratitude ritual and I'm not really, you know, a religious person in any way. I don't like pray to a God necessarily, um, at all. And I don't even know if that's who I'm praying to or practicing the gratitude towards, but I would just, yeah, I would just call it a gratitude ritual. So at night when, when I'm laying in bed, lights are off, you know, you're falling asleep. Of course, ladies, am I right? Like, <laughs> for some reason, husbands are like, or boyfriends or male partners. They're just, it's like, do you guys just have an off switch on your brain or something? Because I swear to God, it's like 30 seconds and you're just... Yep. Easy peasy like, lemon the, squeezy. Yeah. Sean was teasing me about my insomnia like just a couple days ago. And I was like, just because, it's yeah, like, I don't just go blank at night. But like, your insomnia <laughs> is a daily conversation for us almost at some, at times. Like when you get into those four, three, seven day like stints of insomnia, it's like a daily conversation. Yeah. So yeah, that's all I meant. It's a special club that I'm in. Yeah, my Shout special out club. my insomniacs out there. What's up? Whoop, whoop. My special club is the people that can sleep, but then toss and turn all night. That's my special club. <laughs> Fall asleep, but tossing and turning and then dreaming and being able to recall every aspect of your dream. You lucid dreaming. An, well, the reason why you can recall all your dreams, Sean, is because you're waking up constantly. Yeah, so, no kidding. <laughs> you're going from Gosh. REM straight well, away. Even this morning, I woke up at 530 in the morning and I had not really like remembered like most of my dreams. And like you and I were both awake and like you ended up staying awake, you know, like Saturday morning, gung ho for the day and I went back to sleep until like 6.30 and I had like the most vivid, I can still recall even now like of what I did and I didn't even write it down or type it out in a note and that's just, yeah, that's just how yeah, my brain works. be careful when you wake up. If you start to think about the dream too hard, it's like, what dream? Yeah. Dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, but anyway, my gratitude ritual is basically I just, I it, it is, is kind of like a prayer in a way. I just basically kind of go through any thoughts that are going through my mind and I mainly focus on the positive. So if there's anything I'm working through in my personal life or whatever, I might say that, you know, in my mind, of course, not saying it out loud. Um, I might say that in my mind and then I'll, you know, say something positive about it. I'm really, even, even when I'm not feeling like it's going to be a great week, you know what I mean? I will just say it, you know, I'll say something like, it's going to be a great week. I'm really looking forward to this weekend when I get to do X, Y, Z. I'm really looking forward to kicking ass this week. Uh, I'm going to wake up tomorrow. It's going to be a great day. And then I always end by saying, thank you for my health, my wealth, and my happiness. And thank you for my friends and family's health, wealth, and happiness. I say it every time, almost like an amen. It's just like my, maybe it's just my OCD. I'm not sure, but it's just something that I say, I say it every night. Even if, even if I'm drunk off my ass, like, even if I'm drunk off my ass, I will still at least say thank you for my health, my wealth, and my happiness, and thank you for my friends and family's health, wealth, and happiness. So everybody, you say it with me, Sean, and anyone who's listening, let's just say it together and take a deep, take a deep breath first. Thank, thank you, you for, for my, my health, health, my wealth, wealth and, and my happiness. happiness. And thank, thank you, you for, for my, my friends, friends and family's health, wealth, wealth and, and happiness. happiness. That was great.
Yeah. So for me, I mean, something that's really helpful for me to take a step back. And a lot of times I'm so reactionary and very emotional person. Fire signs in my right. But in all seriousness, I've had to definitely incorporate meditating. So I do pay an annual fee for Headspace's app. I know many of you out there are using that. There's a lot of free options out there like Oak. Oak is completely free, but I've been using that as well to center myself and get myself away from like kind of like not being so edged out all the time. And what do I mean by that is edge at no. <laughs> <laughs> inside joke, but no, not being so like reactionary. That's really something that I've really, really still to this day struggle with. I mean, I've been meditating for three years now, four years actually. And it's just it, even every morning I've actually increased the time because they say if you aren't seeing like any or feeling any results, yeah, happy hour. But if you aren't feeling any results or if you are or you're feeling like you're slipping a little bit, it's actually a good idea to increase the amount of minutes that you're meditating. But also at the end of the day, I like how Lydia has her own thing where she doesn't even need to like be like a uh, controlled by an app or like whatever, but you have your own like yeah, own thing. But- it's not meditation and that's definitely something that is on my mind frequently and I know that I probably should be trying to do that sometimes. It's definitely not meditation, but I mean at the bare minimum, yeah, it's just like a gratitude exercise. It's like yeah. my mantra. It's like a mantra. So just to cap this off with the meditation is that I love Headspace and I love these kinds of apps that you end up having to pay for, but you can break it out into like sections of like how you really, what you really want to focus on for this 10, 20, 30 days and so for me right now is happiness. That's the session I'm doing. And that's the technique. They have certain techniques that will bring about happiness where it, throughout the middle of the day, you're going to be like, just, you need to really take a moment. I have a sticky note on my monitor back here, actually right there, 30 to 60 seconds, just to think about something that makes you happy. What can you look forward to? Something like that. So with that being said, Lid, let's get into our act three of the pod. Let's end on a high note because I know that we've been talking about the negative news in the media and how we've been shaped and shape-shifted with the negative news in the media. Let's end on a high note and I'll toss it to you first. Yeah, so I think kind of our, our whole point of this is like acknowledging first that there is an overabundance of negative stimulus that's coming into your life at all times and everyone also personally has their own things going on and some people a lot more negative than others some people a lot you know harder struggles than others and definitely acknowledging that you know you are seen like you are valid um however there are certain things that we can control right there are some very small things in this life that we can control those inputs those inputs you can control what is coming into your phone, for example, like you can just frankly choose not to participate. Like if you wanted to for a week, if you just needed time off, you can, you can do that. You have the ability to do that. You can say, I'm not reading the New York times this week. You know, I'm not watching CNN. I'm not going to go on Twitter because every other tweet is about some negative national news story. Like you're allowed, you're allowed to do that. And you have the right to do that because you have to tend to your own well-being at all times. Tend to your own garden, but also give that fruits of the, that labor to the garden to all that Protect you love. Protect your energy. Yeah, yeah. Like super important. All right, bring me some. Um, and so on that note, like there are 
there's a lot of outlets out there that are actually trying to give us this good news because they recognize this too. So they're like, hey, we're going to do the flip of that. Like, let's focus on some of the good news. So Sean and I just thought that it would be poignant to give a couple good things <laughs> that let's happened end last the pod year. on a high note, yeah. everybody. So I w- we were looking into this a little bit, and there's an Australian lab that in July, they reported really positive preclinical studies of a new cancer vaccine. And this is actually um, progress against blood cancers and also um, other solid malignancies, things like breast cancer. So that's huge. Um, I mean, that is something that should be celebrated, right? Uh, also, gender equality gains in 2020 were huge. Well, by huge, we're going to talk relatively because, ladies, am I right? Oh, my God. <laughs> am I right? Am I right? Am I right? Um, the UN World's Women's 2020 report in October found that women representation in parliament has more than doubled reaching 25% parliamentary seats in 2020. And also now 20 countries have a woman head of state. Wow, that's incredible. And just like with my meditation practice right now, I have been focusing on happiness. And so something to start off with my, I have three stories that kind of tie together. Texas and Philadelphia, yes, I said Texas, join a movement to dim the lights at night. Talk about cutting back on your rights in Texas, the great state of Texas. Cutting back on your, dimming your lights at night, not only for the environment, but mainly to help with migrating birds. Oh, wow. So it helps with migrating birds birds and it it's an interesting fact that this will keep migrating birds to keep on their migration patterns and not kind of oh. set them in this like kind of put them in like a standstill because they're kind of getting confused right they're following the sun or they're using the sun as a north star so i was thinking like because so that people could see the stars for once yeah no kidding right and also but yeah texas is not known for you know cutting back on someone's right to light their night up <laughs> they won't <laughs> So <laughs> that that's the first aspect of the story. What's next, man? What's next? <laughs> that's the first aspect. So speaking on the birds still is that I read a story just in the last week that being around birds makes us much happier, says New Science. So I think that's pretty interesting because you and I have mentioned each other annually around this time of year for the springtime where it's like, oh, I love hearing the birds at like 5 a.m., by like noon, we're like, oh, I'm kind of annoyed because I'm trying to like have my like, you know, my my meeting or whatever. If you're waking up at 5 a.m., it's super dope. If you're going to sleep at 5 a.m., <laughs> yeah. it's really not dope. Right. Yeah. So it says we see them nearly everywhere we go. We hear them every day. They live in every environment. And now two new studies have shown that their mere presence makes us happier. Interesting. Yeah. And so I think ca- it's probably related to like spring. It's probably because I'm trying to think. Sorry, go ahead. You go ahead. Okay. So to cap us out, though, <laughs> staying on the train of happiness, like I said, with my meditation practice and also with birds and how we have these two sects of the world of our country, Philadelphia, which is more liberal, but also Texas, very not liberal in most of the state, um, uh, trying to protect those birds with turning out their lights. Is that actually, guys, you know what? Like, and this kind of makes sense if you think hard about it, but the World Happiness Report just came out for 20 this last year and it says that surprisingly the picture of the global happiness has gone skyrocketed and it shows that our our global humanity has 
extreme resilience clearly after dealing with what 2020 has has become there's t-shirts out there there's you can get bumper stickers now that said i survived 2020 <laughs> for whatever reason by beer or yeah, whatever hey, you can get a bumper sticker okay i mean i'm just saying like it's not it's like a, a collective conscious thought you right. know so in conclusion though that even though it kind of may have surprised some people the 2021 world happiness report has found that we are amid global hardship amid a, a global pandemic uh we are actually happier and i feel that way uh generally i mean i know there's slumps here and there but that's a great note to end on i believe for us this week what do you think Lid? I totally agree. I just wanted to say the thing about the birds. That's so interesting. And I was thinking about, I'm like, why do you think that is? I bet it's because evolutionarily, like when birds were chirping, that means that you made it through the night, which is where all the predators are. I mean, it's the same way that ancient, it's the same way that so many of our religions and ancient people's religions are based on the sun, right? Because the sun, God, the sun rises. And so many, uh, so many religious events happen around the spring equinox. It's because it's the return of the sun. We made it through the dark, the dim winter of the short, short days and the long, long nights. It's the same way to that point. I mean, is that when the morning comes and the birds start chirping like you're gonna have like a dopamine reaction like evolutionarily speaking because the lights have been turned on right. once again the you're predators not, are gone like you survived you didn't, you didn't enter in the endless sleep right like <laughs> right. You, nothing happened in the middle of the night that puts you out for good yeah you're not in the dirt yeah that's mm-hmm. a really good point and I, I i just wanted to end on that um thank you so much for everyone for everyone for joining us thank you for everyone for listening the last couple weeks uh, I really appreciate all the messages again that Lydia and I have gotten. And I do want to just call out if you are listening to us, just take a moment real quick, please, and subscribe, not just get checking out the newest episode because you saw a social media post by one of us, but please subscribe and rate and review those reviews on Apple, Spotify, wherever you're listening, those who really do help us get out there and get our happy hour to more people because this is all encompassing, all inviting. Everyone can join this happy hour. It's equal and available to all. (laughs) So thank you so much. I'm Sean S. Johnson on all the socials. Lydia's L-Y-D-D-Z on Instagram. Lid. What do you think? What do you think about that new intro and outro we got from Weird Heat? Thank it's you so much. It's pretty cool. Yeah, thank you for yeah. making that free and letting us use it. That's yeah, pretty awesome. Really cool. Brian Altano, just real quick, a phenomenal IGN uh, editor but also, and video producer, but also amazing musical artist. He has this not so much new project called Weird Heat, but this song, Travel, we're going to send you off with it right about now. Yeah. Bye, everyone. Picture all the love that you have in your heart for yourself and your family and your friends and just push it out to the world as often as possible and focus on the positive as much as you can. Love you guys. Big kiss.